Hey everybody, welcome back to Fresh Out the Podcast. I'm Johananan, the board game guru and game master extraordinaire. I am the usual co-host, Casualty CDG. You can find me at Casualty CDG on all of the social medias. I'm a retired child crimes and human trafficking detective. And now I make jokes on the internet and play games with my friend Jahan. Uh, and this is a special thing that we do. This is fresh out the podcast. And it's got Jahan and it has my other best friend since all the way since fourth grade. It, look at that guy. That would be me. I'm the professional media and movie mastermind, the Funhouse, Drew Munhausen. And welcome everyone to episode 34 of Fresh Out the Podcast, where we're going to talk about a lot of upcoming things in the form of trailers. (laughs) Movie and TV show trailers, to be specific. Not the kind of trailers um, that are hauled behind vehicles. um, That I know is a joke that y'all are... are It was was on the tip of my tongue. No, you're you're good. I was just trying to beat you to the punch. Um, no, I mean, there's a lot of trailers that have come out recently. You know, it's the be- we're still kind of in the beginning of the year. Um, the Super Bowl just took place a couple weeks ago now. And so there's just been trailers galore because right now it's, it's slow, slow in the movie realm until next week when the Batman comes out. And then Batman. we'll start getting uh, some big some big releases coming out soon. But um <laughs> Yeah, I thought we would maybe go through some of these trailers and just share some thoughts and what looks good and what doesn't and what we're excited about. Uh, I, I'm all about this. I love, you know me, I do enjoy uh, talking about stuff coming up and speculation sometimes. Uh, I do enjoy it. I just knocked my microphone over. Oh, so I saw In case anybody was wondering what that sound was, and I'm not cutting it out. I'm leaving it. Person. Leave it yeah, in. Person. Leave it in. Well, yeah, yeah, before you know, be- it out, they won't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> uh, before before we do the uh, the trailer talk, I feel like uh, we we had some homework this week uh, from our very own uh, media movie mastermind, Drew Munhausen. He set us a task to watch some trailers, uh, just to make sure that you know we we did it. Uh, Gary, cool. Cool. <laughs> Gary, did you did you by chance watch these? Look, Jahan, I, I could have watched the trailers. You could have. You were, you're, you know, you're fully grown and have the internet and eyes. Yeah, yeah you're capable. I've been home. I've been home for a few hours. Yeah. You know, I've got the, the internet's working in the new place. Yeah, you had all the time in the world. I, yeah, I could have I watched them. Yeah, but did you, though? Okay, look. <laughs> I don't... I don't know if I have to answer that question. You don't have to do shit. I, I could have. This is Schrodinger's question, Jahan. Did I... Did I or didn't I? I... Were the trailers watched? <laughs> okay, you know what? We don't know we until we this... open this box. We got this homework assignment today. Okay? Mm-hmm. We should have at least a night to complete this assignment before it's due. Uh, it shouldn't be graded yet. That's not fair. Yeah, this um, was not on the rubric. Uh, yeah, this it... is not in the syllabus, Drew. You can't just pop up homework on a Saturday, okay? That's really not how it works. About um, six six hours worth of notice. <laughs> All right, I I I watched the, the the Super Bowl live, and I really liked. Uh, I saw some of the trailers, right? Okay. But I think the things that stuck out to me 
were the the Budweiser commercial with the frogs that said Budweiser, and also there was the <laughs> there was a What's Up commercial that I thought was just fire. Um, <laughs> I'm appreciating this this bit. I really yeah, do. man. The halftime show was killer. Loved seeing Justin Timberlake uh, up there on stage, but then there was that huge uh, <laughs> there was that reveal that I'm not sure if they planned or not. That that the scene. nip slip, yeah. No. Yep, I'm not sure I would have done it that way. That's all I'm. If saying. we have any younger audience, they they're gonna be so lost. That's all right. <laughs> but why, sir? God, <laughs> that takes me back, friend. That so for real though, there were there were trailers during uh, the Super Bowl, and there was one in particular that made me. I paused my TV and I stopped because Annie was in the other room, and there was a splash that came up, and it said, "Lord of the Rings." Uh, so, so we're gonna, are we going to start with Lord of the Rings? I almost thought on. we were going to save this, this is, one for last, but this is the we can one, jump man. right in. Oh, I'm, I, I'm happy to knock this one out because holy crap, this is the big one, right? We got <sighs> to talk. Why? Why wait? Let's get right into it. This this stopped the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? This I, for me, and I'm sure I'm not the only nerd, right? Who paused their on demand shit and it literally stopped the Super Bowl for them. Uh, I can't think of any other any other commercial that I've ever would have told anyone to stop the fucking Super Bowl for. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think about it? Uh, so, I'm a huge... I'll, I'll let Jahan go first, because I think he's going to be the most positive here. I am a huge fan of The Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, the the extended universe, the the lore, all of it. All of it. I have been waiting for this show for so long, and I've try I try not to think about it because like it 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 will eat me up. Uh, seeing this trailer, super hyped. I am incredibly hyped. It looks great. They are dealing with a bunch of content that I'm unfamiliar with. They're dealing with uh, time periods and new places, people, things, and. Some uh, callbacks to older uh, characters. You get to see some young versions of certain elven people. Uh, very excited. Also, uh, there's a lot more <laughs> inclusivity uh, in Lord of the Rings, which has always been an issue uh, with with that subject matter in particular. Um, and I, I'm just I am here for it, man. It it, it gave me it, it gave it made my heart happy. I'm excited. Gary, what what are your thoughts? I really I really liked the the opening shots of the harbor, the giant statues. Uh, I loved what they were doing with a lot of the sets. Uh, real cool callback type of stuff. The other than that, I think that the the epic action camera angles and some of the use of CG is almost disjointing. Uh, disjointed uh, compared to what I'm used to from the Lord of the Rings trilogies, which are kind of slow and realistic. And this doesn't seem that way. Uh, It seems more high fantasy for better or worse. Mm. We'll see. I'm, I'm not, I I was really fucking stoked on this show. And now that I've seen this trailer, now I am not really stoked. Now I'm just kind of waiting for it to come out to see, um, it, it might have dropped my expectations a bit. That, hmm. that I think that's that's my my final review. It, it dropped my expectations for the show. So I'm, yeah. Uh, I love the Lord of the Rings. I love the novels. I love the movies. 
the Lord of the Rings movies specifically. Yeah. Not speaking about the Hobbit trilogy, um, except with the this last one, particular. the the five, the, the Battle Lord of Five, of the five. Arms, yeah. yeah, that one's fucking awesome. <laughs> Uh, the Lord of the Rings movies are just some of the greatest cinematic achievements in the past Ever. couple of decades. They're they're <laughs> absolutely incredible, and they look incredible. We know that they were, you know, shot on location and used practical effects and miniatures and things like that. And they just they they stand up to the test of time yeah. they will never there's they no do. need to ever remake them they are truly timeless uh, they're really wonderful stand, they're perfect but they fucking really will thing, what I, yeah. I didn't have the words to say it as eloquently as you but that's what i meant when i said the you know the pacing in, in the other one it's sort of slow and it's realistic uh, and this one looks like they copped out to cg and you're right it's that use of miniatures yeah. and it's the, the use of those practical effects is that's I didn't they, have the verbiage to say it, but that's exactly you're exactly right. They copped out to CG in The Hobbit, uh, and it suffered for it. They dragged out the content to make three movies. Uh, they suffered for it, but I mean, I watched those three recently. Uh, I watched Lord of the Rings periodically. I've seen all three Lord of the Rings uh, an embarrassing amount of times, extended, and all the behind the scenes content. I don't normally do that kind of stuff with stuff, but Lord of the Rings is the one that I I really. Uh, you know, it means a lot to me. Um, I I see what you're saying, though. I definitely get well, it. Well, let me say, because yeah. I haven't really said my thoughts on this sure. trailer, which kind of so I'm 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 been very excited for. Now we know the title is The Rings of Power, and I'm yeah. very excited for The Rings of Power in theory. I guess you could say I've been cautiously optimistic. You know. Um, we know that this has been like a passion project of, of Bezos. He actually stepped in and like helped negotiate with the Tolkien estate to help get this made on Amazon. And we, there have been plenty of reports that we, we know that Amazon's just pouring oodles and oodles of money into this. <laughs> Most to expensive make the... television show ever produced. Yes. Right. Um, so that being said, that money shows to me in the trailer. Maybe not necessarily for the better. Because I'm... I Okay, so I'll say this. When I watched it during the Super Bowl, I straight up thought it looked bad. Like, mm. I was like, it looks... This glossy CG look is gross to me. I don't want that. I want, you know, the on-location, just realistic vision. And this has the CG gloss to it that I think a lot of streaming shows do have, too. Um, but I did rewatch it on my computer, and it looked much better seeing it on my computer, on YouTube. Maybe it's just my monitor looked good. I, I don't know. It looked better, but I'm still... It did not remove that the cautious from my cautiously optimistic <laughs> viewpoint. I still feel cautiously optimistic. I'm... I, I'm still excited for it. I wish that this trailer would have given us some more story to let us know like, really what, what's the angle of the show. Instead, we just got a lot of quick clips, which some looked very Lord of the Rings, some didn't. Some looked a lot more Hobbitish to me in the look and the, the kind of sheen over it, um, which kind of scares me a little bit. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. However... 
Um, I was listening to a different podcast. I'm not afraid to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was actually one of the Ringers podcasts, and one of their TV reviewers said that as part of their job that they've seen the first three episodes already of <laughs> the series. And, you know, we are not uh, as privileged as that yet. We have not... <laughs> Over One day, podcast. We don't have the clout yet to uh, to get screeners like that. However, I will just kind of repeat what she said. This reviewer who said that the first three episodes, uh, it sounded like she was very positive on them. I'm sure she's limited in what she can say, but even she said she was surprised with some of the shots that they used in the trailer compared to what she'd seen on the show. Um, which made me feel better. I'm like, okay, okay. Good. it's not just me. Like we're seeing this kind of overproduced stuff. So maybe the actual show looks a lot better. Um, that's just echoing what other reporters have said. So I thought it was just worth noting because that helped to kind of ease some of my own fears and apprehensions I have. So anyway, that's how I felt about it. I'm like, it did not give me that hyped feeling like I was hoping it would, but I'm, I just, I remain where I was, which is cautiously optimistic. I think that yeah. this is too fresh after the release of Halo for me. I just saw something that I love get showered with money, and it came out as something I was unhappy with. And so just because it's still so fresh, I'm still hurt from it. So I think that Lord of the Rings... You're having trouble love. trusting love again. I got you. That's bro. right. Lord of the Rings, something that I love, is going to be showered <laughs> by money from some super corporation. And I'm not yeah. sure it's going to make it good. We'll see. I'll, I will watch it. There's no question. I will watch it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people will watch oh, it. Oh, everyone's going to fucking watch it. Yeah. Yeah. It's we'll, we'll see what we think about it. Yeah, I think it's going to be... Uh, I... See, I... Normally, I'm more apprehensive and worry a lot. Uh, this one, I don't know, man. I, I have a good feeling. Uh, I hear some of the subject matter is really good. Uh, it's stuff I'm interested in seeing. It's about the Rings of Power. Uh, and I've been, I got really hungry for like more about that when I was playing Shadow of War uh, and Shadow of Mordor uh, because, you know, the uh the the wraith that you share your body with uh, was the one that helped to forge the rigs uh and you know we get to find out more about that storyline and you get to i don't know i'm very the rings are everything it's all about the rigs i want to know about them i want to see them corrupt the world i want to see them and also like the whole so you're saying like the high fantasy kind of threw you uh i expect it because like the further back you go in that universe, man, it just gets higher and higher fantasy until you get to, you know, the 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 choir of the gods singing the the universe into existence, and like it's it's pretty high fantasy. Uh, and so, in the second age, I wasn't too surprised to see that. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm so excited. I've always wanted to see in Lord of the Rings. I've always wanted to see, uh, you know, the the wizards have been around since forever. The wizards were made by the gods. It's not like a guy grew up and went to wizard school as his customary in D&D. So I've always wanted to see the younger Gandalf, the younger Saruman, uh, the blue wizards who they never fucking show and they they don't mention except for like once in the backup lore books. (laughs) Uh, And then, of course, we've already seen the brown wizard in The Hobbit, and he may have been the best thing in The Hobbit. Uh, (laughs) So I'm actually more of the wizards. I'm, I'm... I, I'm very I, I'm curious. Like you said, John, it's, you know, 
it's all about the rings. I'm curious how do you know now? How did it start? Because we just got to see the end of it. Yeah. Um, now we get to see how how this whole shebang started, and I am I'm not as cautiously optimistic as you guys are. Uh, I think that this is going to be uh, kind of a Amazon money sucking bullshit show. But I hope I'm wrong. Uh, yeah. Now that I have lowered my expectations, I'm going. I'll, I'll probably like it more than. Amazon has a pretty decent track record with me show wise uh, as as of now because I mean Vox Machina, fantastic. Um, they did the boys right. Uh, the boys was great. Um, Whatever that other one, Wheel of Time was not that great. I liked Wheel of Time. I did like it. Uh, I think I actually think season two is going to be where it's at. I think they found their their flow. But yeah, uh, and I'm also very hopeful that we're going to learn more about the wizards, like you said. I'm hoping to see some blue wizards in this yes, show. Sir. Yes, sir. Maybe some Tom Bombadil. <laughs> I, uh, oh, go ahead, I, I actually, I actually heard people talking about uh, hoping that he was in it. So maybe it's possible. Well, let's let's keep it moving and move on to the next, probably the next biggest trailer, if not the biggest trailer that that premiered. Um, it, which is the uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness yeah. uh, trailer, which we, there was a brief snippet during the Super Bowl, but there was a full trailer released online. And man, the Internet was a buzz about this one. Um, and I'll kick off this time and just say I thought it looked great. Uh, it looks super fun and it's got some Sam Raimi stuff all over it and it looks dark and it looks cool and there's maybe a Patrick Stewart appearance in this movie. It seemed like the trailer kind of alluded to. I don't know. Uh, yeah, a lot of people were saying that uh, that he was in it, and man, you do see a bald head from the back. It does sound like him. Sounds like him. Um, which it seems like it could maybe allude to the Illuminati in Marvel, yeah. and if there's going to be a multiverse Charles Xavier that's part of it, I don't know. We shall see. This is one of those movies where trailer looked cool. There's evil Doctor Strange. There's lots of crazy variants we saw that almost looked Iron Man-like at times. And just, I, you know, I don't know who all the characters were. I haven't done, like, a frame-by-frame frame look at this like some people do. People did. But I will say that I feel like this is one of those movies similar to, in, to uh, uh, No Way Home where the rumor mills are churning. Yes. There's a lot of fan theories out there. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of Marvel fanboys that get their hopes up and then complain about the movie after the fact, because it didn't meet their own outrageous expectations. Because it didn't follow their script for it. Yeah. That's such bullshit. Uh, I agree. Go ahead. You have, you have thoughts, Gary, you can give yours. Yeah. Me. I was going to say, I had, I had forgotten that uh, I had watched this trailer because Lord of the Rings was so hype on my list <laughs> of being important. Um, but it was it was cool as fuck. It, that, was, that was such a cool trailer, and it ended, of course, with the zombie evil Doctor Strange Marvel zombie so style cool. with all the arms spilling out. Uh, what an iconic thing! I I don't think I'll ever forget that shot in the movie's not he even out yet. Looked creepy as fuck. He looked scary, yes. man. He looked f- truly frightening. And that's uh, like it's burned into my mind now, just from a trailer that I've seen one time. It was one of the coolest um, things I've ever seen. Yeah. I didn't really care for the first Doctor Strange, and I really thought that Doctor Strange was kind of a stupid dickhead in the newest Spider-Man movie. But 
I do want to see Doctor Strange too. The trailer looked really good. Yeah, uh, we see a lot of uh, characters returning. Uh, we see, yeah, potentially Patrick Stewart. People are talking about like X Men or Canon now, uh, but. I like to point out Patrick Stewart is not in the MCU as of now. He could be playing an entirely different character. Uh, and also they have pulled this bullshit with us before when they uh, put the different Quicksilver in to WandaVision. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, everyone, you know, hold on to your, your pants there. Don't have any yeah, reason. It's one of those things I try to put my internet blinders on as no. people start talking and creating theories because in my mind I always try to take the most grounded approach which is like maybe he is in it and maybe it's a cool reference to what he's done in the past and maybe he's even playing that character or multiverse version of it yeah but i don't think that means that all the x-men are entering and that they're doing no like it's yeah. just gonna be this there's been people talking like ryan reynolds deadpool is gonna be in this movie and things like maybe. that ryan he reynolds. is technically mcu canon so and he did, but Reynolds emphatically said in an interview that he's not in it, and I believe him more so than anybody ever believed Andrew Garfield in all of his <laughs> interviews pre for No Way Home. So, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't have that much else to say about it. It looks dark. It looks fun. It looks like there's a lot going on. Um, so I have a few I'm things. Um, I think it's great. That uh, I, I love all the characters you see. I love Wanda. She looks great. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, the zombie uh, Strange got me too, Gary. That was a huge. That was a big moment for me. Uh, people are saying maybe that means that the what if was canon. And when you're dealing with a multiverse, technically everything is canon uh, because that's how multiverses work. Uh, well, welcome to real life. Welcome, yeah. Welcome to the concept of infinity. Uh, <laughs> literally everything. There is a universe that is just one chicken. Uh, fucking deal with it. I don't know what you want with that, but yeah. Um, just fucking deal with it. But I, I, I think people just, yeah, people lose themselves in this concept. They're like, oh, this means, you know, but it's like, yeah, yeah it means any, everything's canon technically. Uh, calm it down. I think it looks good. I think it's touching, like, I don't know, it looks like it's a better magic thing than the original Doctor Strange was. It, it seems like it, it, it touches deeper into that magic. Uh, and I love it when mythoses explain their magic better. Uh, it's exciting to me. So I, I am looking forward to this one, like, thousand percent. I, I'm all in. Cool. Um, Gary, did you watch the Nope trailer? Nope. <laughs> I was. I knew you were gonna fucking say. It. I was setting you up for. Oh man, set you up perfectly. That was great. Um, nope is the newest movie from Jordan Peele mm. after he did uh, Get Out and Us, and so naturally I'm excited for this because nobody really knew what it was about, and it looks like it's some sort of alien invasion movie. And, Bro, uh, oh, man, it. What were you? How did you feel about it, Ben? I, I mean, I I'm super excited for it. I was totally feeling the vibes of this trailer. Yeah. I still really don't know what's going on yeah. there um, from a plot perspective because the trailer was really just bro, you know, leaving so, the mystery to your imagination. But this is Daniel Kaluuya in his first role post Oscar win, so that's exciting to see him back and working with Jordan Peele again. Um, you know, man, yeah, I'm excited for this. 
I really loved Get Out. I liked Us um, a lot. So, yeah, I'll be there for this one. Uh, yeah, no, I, I really liked Get Out a lot. Uh, Us was kind of a letdown for me. I didn't like it that much. I thought it got really stupid at the end. Uh, it kind of uh, felt like a bad M. Night Shyamalan fucking ending to me. Um, nope. This trailer, dude, uh, it was scary, man. Like, I felt... Like, I actually felt a little bit of fear from the trailer. I was like, holy shit, this is, this is genuinely scary. Uh, and I will watch this. This I actually think this is going to be fantastic. I think this is going to be his best movie yet. Um, it looks like he nailed it. Um, it it so gives like, me science vibes. I was going to say, as far as, like, scary movies go, I, I dare I say aliens are pretty scary to me. I, and... And look, don't take this as like a, he thinks they're fucking real, real, man. That's yeah. why <laughs> ghosts, ghost movies scare people and zombie movies scare people. But for me, it's aliens, right? It's it's aliens that get me. I don't I don't know why, but they're the one that kind of feeds my my inner terror. And so I, I'll probably get with this. It's, I mean, it's. I was just going to say, it's funny, Jahan, that you made the M. Night Shyamalan comparison. I feel like that's a pretty common comparison that folks are making with Jordan Peele right now. Because um, if you remember, I mean, M. Night Shyamalan has the reputation that he has now because of his filmography is just very interesting. Yeah. But you have to remember, back when he did The Sixth Sense and then Unbreakable and yeah. Signs, he was considered to be like, I mean, like this guy was untouchable. Yeah. This was the next. Spielberg, he's made fantastic the, movies the guy and then you know the village i actually do like i actually like the village too was a bit more divisive and then b- beyond that is when you get lady in the water and the Oof. happening and a lot of these ones that are that are pretty terrible um, the happening was trash uh me and a buddy uh were doing doing you know substance stuffs and laughing at it um because, like, it was a comedy. That's how bad it was. We were cracking up, dude. It was like watching Saturday morning cartoons. Uh, that movie was a piece of shit. But well, the, the first the four you said, is, I love all of them. So The thing is, is Jordan Peele, you know, you said you were disappointed with Us. I get I that. Was. I was not. I thought Us was very good. And so, from my perspective, Jordan Peele hasn't slipped up yet. Yeah. And I feel like... So far, nobody knew Get Out was going to be as good as it was. It was like, oh, wow, Jordan Peele's directing a movie, like the Key and Peele guy directing. That's kind of cool. And then Get Out was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. And, you know, all this stuff. Like, it was it was kind of a phenomenon. And then you get uh, us as a, as a solid follow-up. And so Jordan Peele hasn't slipped up yet, um, like M. Night Shyamalan ended up doing. So you still get that great kind of event feeling around a new Jordan Peele picture. So that's what I'm excited about here. It's like, it just has kind of a, I don't know. There's just an, an excitement about the unknown. I will say this about, uh, us. I didn't, I thought it was dumb at the end, but like, I was thinking about the concept of it. Like, recently you know what i mean i was thinking about it. i put myself in that those shoes i was like that's fucking scary man you know what i mean that's actually pretty scary conceptually that's kind of fucking terrifying uh and no uh, this movie i i think is going to be i'm very excited for this one man i've so, said everything looks really good i don't like that i need to I get like, something i like to think about this as the new m night Shyamalan. 
and that this will be his last good one. <laughs> and, then, and, then, <coughs> and then next, such a Gary. No, oh, fuck that, dude. He's gonna make gargoyles. I'm all in. I would love that. <laughs> He's trying to make live-action gargoyles. I would love Jordan Peele and Dave Filoni to make gargoyles together. That would be the best version of this planet to live in. That's something they should actually hire me to write for, because I know all about gargoyles. I'm a huge fan. Um, so I, I just watched this trailer while you guys were talking about it. For no, uh, It looks fucking good. It looks really good, man. It looks really good. Yeah, I was blown away. I think the actress is Kiki Palmer in it, where you just see her being like whipped into the air and thrown. Uh, just it's unsettling. The, when I say it looks good, the, the part that really caught me was uh, the the wacky inflatable dancing arm men dying, yeah. dropping to the ground at once because when the when the aliens show up, the wind stops. Apparently, uh, that's a nice, spooky, terrifying. Touch. That was like that. yeah, that was a nice. So what actually got me about this, right? Somehow, because like I, I've had movies that like make me afraid of like under my covers, you know, blah blah blah, that kind of stuff, like or behind the door, you know, they give you that. He's somehow making me afraid of fucking above me, like just like the way everyone just keeps looking up and like something like stuff's happening. He made me afraid of like the sky, like a little bit, you know what I mean? Like I felt that, and I was like, that's fucking, that's impressive, man. It was the way it was shot. And the way the characters, it it was cool, man. There's a scene in the, in the trailer, a really, really quick uh, clip where it looks like a human hand kind of reaching towards what looks like an alien hand that I, I think it's, it almost looks like it's dead or something not moving. It looks like but it's the shot is, blood. it's very reminiscent of E.T. and like <laughs> the two hands, except yeah. this is like a dead alien hand, which I, I don't know if that's a, you know, I'm sure he did it on not. purpose. But that's what it, that's what it made me think, and so I don't know. There's just cool stuff like that. Um, I think uh, I do not think this will be his last good movie. I think Jordan Peele is going to produce some of the greatest works, like of the next like twenty years. Man, it's going to be some just like M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> man, you got to give M Night Shyamalan credit. You know, <laughs> like I know I said. I mean, he got away from himself, but like, damn, he he's, made, he's made some good I, shit. Only only time will tell in something like this, but I'm just, I'm, you know, as soon as Jordan Peele makes something that's not as good as the rest, I'm going to dogpile on and say that he M. Night shyamalan himself. So just be ready. <laughs> be ready for me to say it. I'm, I'm just sure he's fucking hero. ready for it, too. Yeah. There have been some uh, people on, on Twitter and stuff talking, too, that obviously the title of this movie is Nope, and we knew the title early on, and nobody knew what that meant. And so there's a lot of people saying, oh, you know, not of planet Earth. Nope. And they, it was, a you know, an alien reference the entire time or something of the sort. So I don't know if that's on purpose or just a reference that fans have made, you know, on social media, but also I thought that was funny. That um, is pretty funny. Do you want to move on to the Jurassic World Dominion trailer? Nah, 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 nah. No. Yeah, I'm ready. Not really. Can ready we just about. fucking skip that one? <laughs> Unfortunately, we'll, no. We'll go faster. Well, I say go faster. We're we're never not long-winded here, but that's okay. Um, this one's interesting because... Well, first off, it brings back the original cast. We see Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum are all in this joining. Uh, of course, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. And 
um, and Blue, the Raptor, and you know everything else. But here's the thing: this is directed by Colin Trevorrow, who directed the first Jurassic World movie, mm. um, and which Colin I liked. Trevorrow, I did too, like and it has one. it has its haters. And there's plenty of breakdowns on YouTube that you can watch about the problems with Jurassic World, and they're all completely valid. There are some, like, just terrible character choices in this movie and issues mainly with the female protagonist. Uh, It's actually really entertaining. I recommend going to watch it. But that being said, I had a great theatrical experience seeing this movie and enjoyed myself, so I'm I'm not going to sit here and act like, uh, you know... Like film film Twitter that thinks that this movie's garbage, you know, come on, it's fun. Now I will the the second Jurassic World movie, not good, just no. not great. No, no, it had a lot of issues. I thought what they were trying to do was cool. Like they were trying to get to this coming movie. Essentially, they were trying to make this world event happen. Uh, and you know, I appreciated that. I also. Um, the female scientist uh, with the glasses, uh, the Hispanic girl, she's dope. I like her and everything she's in. Um, she was Faye Valentine in the Cowboy Bebop live action. Uh, I fucking love her. She's fantastic. She did a lot for me in that movie. I <laughs> it was it was it was passable because of her maybe, um, and it, it was not good though give Jurassic World 2 like a 2 or 3 out of 10. That was just not a good movie. I'd give it a uh, 4 tops. I, I did like the first one. I would give that one like a 7, right? It was totally an action flick that was watchable. So here's the thing that's most interesting about this. So first off, I'll say I thought the Dominion trailer looked pretty fun. But seeing those old cast members was good. It looks like they're actually playing you know, a pretty big role here in the plot. There's some crazy, crazy shots and action set pieces that look really fun. I do think it looks fun. I again with this am proceeding with an enormous amount of caution um, because of Colin Trevorrow being at the helm and I want to talk Trevorrow for a second because I want to make sure that y'all are fully aware and our listeners are fully aware of just the history with Trevorrow and and where we're at (laughs) here. Gary, Gary, do you know? No, I'm excited. I'm, nope. I'm I'm ready. Do not know. So, so Colin Trevorrow directed an indie movie, you know, almost a decade ago called Safety Not Guaranteed. That was pretty well received and, you know, what happens a lot of times these days in filmmaking is you have that successful indie and then boom, you're plucked for a big franchise movie. And he got to make Jurassic World. And Jurassic World dominated the box office. Yeah. It had like a record-breaking uh opening weekend box office at the time uh, and was very positively well received by critics or by, by fans at least. So anyway, Colin Trevorrow, the next, the next guy. And immediately after that, he was snagged up by Disney and he was set to direct star Wars episode nine, the rise of Skywalker. Mm. So Colin Trevorrow was supposed to direct episode nine. However, in between uh, Jurassic World and the filming of The Rise of Skywalker, Trevorrow made a little passion project movie called The Book of Henry. And this movie, I have seen it, is an uh, 
absolute baffling disaster of a movie. <laughs> it is it is absolutely bizarre. I cannot believe this movie exists. It's a indie movie. Like this is almost the type of movie you have to see it to believe it. Like you just have to watch it. <laughs> I think it's on Netflix now. Oh god. The Book of Henry, it's starring uh Naomi Watts and Jaden Martell and Jacob Tremblay, Sarah Silverman's in it. Uh, Dean Norris is in it. Anyway, the plot of this movie, I kid you not, <laughs> I'm just going to straight up tell you what happens in this movie because it is bonkers. Jaden Martell, who is known as playing young Bill from the It Chapter One movie, and he's been in Knives Out and uh, a bunch of other stuff. Anyway, Jaden Martell plays henry who is a super genius child uh and he has uh, i shouldn't be laughing at this this is terrible he has noticed that his next door neighbor a young girl is basically being molested or assaulted by her either her father okay jesus played by played by dean norris of uh breaking bad fame and so anyway uh there's a lot about Henry, who is a, a super genius and in his interactions with his family, who his his mother is very childlike. And uh, Henry is almost like the father figure of the family, despite him being like, what, 12 or 13 years old or something like that. Um, anyway, so that's, you know, it's going along. And midway through the movie, uh, Henry it's discovered that he has a brain tumor that is fatal and he dies midway through the movie. <laughs> Then uh, his mother discovers a diary, the book of Henry, that has a bunch of tapes and instructions where he's basically plotted out for his mother to execute the murder of their next door neighbor. What? Who is uh, allegedly, you know, uh, assaulting his daughter and because he's like chief of police or something. So that's why he can't be taken down. And the mother, instead of questioning this plot that her 12 year old son has set up for her decides to start following all of his instructions it is just it is so bonker like even this description of it is much less bonkers than the movie itself because this sounds like it could actually be decent on paper this movie was destroyed by critics um it only had a 10 million dollar budget it only made 4.6 million dollars at the box office so it was a huge flop um, and it made everybody reassess uh, Colin Trevorrow and his uh, trajectory. He was then subsequently fired from directing The Rise of Skywalker and was then replaced with J.J. Abrams. <laughs> and so that's kind of the story of how he got to helm a Star Wars movie and then didn't get to. He actually still had a story by credit on The Rise of Skywalker, but there have been a lot of leaks of his screenplay and script that came out, and a lot of fans think it maybe would have been better. Um, which, of course, easier easy to say now that we know what we got. But anyway, <laughs> it was just like a fascinating Burn. thing. Um, but now Trevorrow is back helming Jurassic World Dominion, and so I think there's a lot of people that go into it with a little bit of uh, trepidation and, and concern regarding his past. But again, the first Jurassic World that he directed, super fun. And this one looked fun too from the trailer. But C- Colin Trevorrow is a little bit if, of an enigma at this point. If I were a director, which I am not, I would not direct the Book of Henry the same way that I would direct Jurassic World. 
I would use completely different camera styles and lightings and frames and cinematography. So maybe this guy has what it takes to do these big fucking blockbuster action movies, but maybe he has a long way to go on his uh, <laughs> on a kind of his script writing indie film stuff. Uh, and that's honestly sounds, sounds oh. weird, but it, it's not you know it's very different than making a dinosaur movie. Yeah, uh, and that that's actually supported by what I saw in the trailer. Uh, it looks like a high budget action movie uh, without a lot of substance to me. It looks like it's going to have a lot of needless fan service. Um, I'm very hesitant when it comes to bringing back the original crew because I like them. I don't want them, you know, I don't want them to be, I don't want to get Ghostbustered again, man, because they had a cameo in that movie and it was one of the worst fucking cameos I have ever seen in my entire life. It was terrible. What my complaint was going to be is that I just feel like in the past year or two i have been bludgeoned with a fucking nostalgia bat and then pissed on with nostalgia and then parked on by a fucking nostalgia car yeah and then bringing back this main cast is supposed to make me drop my jaw to the floor but instead my response is oh look they're fucking doing it again in another movie and they're bringing back the fucking original cast oh cool (laughs) nostalgia it's almost a turnoff at this point to see shit it is it is a turnoff for me as well. Um, so what I will say, though, um, I am actually excited for this one, and I do look forward to seeing it, and I'm hoping it's going to be good. I have hope, uh, but like Gary's saying, uh, it's a huge red flag for me now Now these people coming back. Because, like, especially after the second movie, uh, the second Jurassic World, because, like, it's almost like, hey, let's put the original cast in to fix this piece of shit because uh, we fucked it up. Um, it's, it's and I'm worried. Of- by a fucking win, you know? Uh, and I also... Just like, yeah. You just want the all-star team and put the all-star team in the third exactly. one. You're like, oh, okay, good. Hopefully this fucking Band-Aid fixes it. Yeah, no, and it's just... Um, I forgot what I was going to say. But it's just... I, I, I'm worried. I am worried about it, and I think that it might very well be bad. <laughs> I'm hoping for it at this point. It's like my expectations are just where I hope it's fun. Like that, that, I'll be happy if it's fun. Yeah. Um. All right. All right. Well, there's Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, we'll go on to. We can go over the next few pretty quick because we talked about Sonic Two actually pretty in depth a few weeks ago with the yeah. trailer, and this really didn't offer anything new. So, yeah, Sonic Two. We get Knuckles. Cool. There's Sonic that. Sonic Two looks surprisingly decent. I agree. Um, talking about fun. That the first one was fun. This one looks. First fun. one was actually a lot better than I was expecting. Second one looks to build on that. It looks better than the first. Yeah, you get Knuckles. You get full-formed Dr. Robotnik now. Because, like, in the first one, he was kind of Dr. Robotnik. But now, I feel like he fucking is Dr. Robotnik uh, after what he went through in the first one. Uh, I actually do think this will be better. I, I, I completely agree. And it's a kid's movie. And watching it as an adult is like, you know, it's a little cheesy because it's a kid's movie, so you have to set aside that it's definitely not good, right? Because no one ever thought it was good. It's a good kid's movie. But Sonic 2 looks like a better kid's movie than Sonic 1, which was a good kid's movie. Uh, I'll probably watch Sonic 2, but I'm not rushing out to theaters to do it. Yeah, definitely not. But I I will watch it. It looks looks like a good time, man. Something to watch with my cousin. 
we also have a new trailer for Ambulance, which is the new Michael Bay movie mm. that stars Jake Gyllenhaal and Yahya Abdul-Mateen. Um, which, I mean, it just looks like a Michael Bay movie. I'm, that's What else can you ask for? It does not look like a Michael Bay movie. It looks way better than the Transformers. <laughs> Michael Bay, who actually, I didn't realize the last movie he directed was that... Uh, I already forgot what it's called. Six Underground, that Ryan Reynolds Netflix movie. Did y'all watch that? I did. And it was okay. It was watchable. I don't know. Did I watch that? It's uh, it's like a group of six people that are all presumed dead or something. They're basically all off the grid. They're and they ghosts. Of, yeah. And yeah, they... they, they, they uh, every single Ryan Reynolds Netflix movie the fucking same? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I don't know it if is. I've seen it. I probably fucking have, Drew. I probably have. I don't know. Was Ryan Reynolds in it, and then at the end, he ends up winning the thing, but only barely? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I've seen that. So there you have it. This is, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, another Michael Bay movie. I don't even have much to say on it. It looks, it looks fine. And then looks fine. Uh, last. Lastly, we had the uh, a new Moon Knight trailer, which we've seen a, some a little bit of this already. Um, we know we're getting Moon Knight at the end of next month, and uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's it looks great. I'm I'm excited for it. it looks yeah. dark. It looks a little edgy. You know, we'll see what we get. I actually think it looks like really good. I think it might be the best Marvel show yet, uh, potentially. I think it, I think it looks good. It will be the best Marvel show yet, but. Uh, it, it does look good-ish. Uh, Maybe I'm just I'm hungry really, for a Marvel show, man. I don't know. You are, and that's okay. Yeah. And it will be great, and we will love it. But it I, it will not be the best Marvel show, because that's WandaVision. WandaVision is hard to top. But this, th- so, that's that. Thank you for saying that. It reminds me of a point that I had about this. This looks like they're taking risks again, man. They're taking risks with subject matter and, you know risking that viewership being lost uh, with this strange show that deals with uh, a mentally ill person that can be very uncomfortable to watch. Uh, if you've ever, like, I remember I watched Legion. I don't know if you've ever seen Legion. That shit got to me, man. I almost had a panic attack one time because they were displaying this psychosis in such a, a very vivid and real way. It got to me. Uh, and this looks like it. it's going to be... Man, that scene in the elevator, uh, dude, Oscar Isaacs, like, he almost, like, brought a tear to my eye in that moment. His acting, where he was, like, terrified and trying to play it off, and the lady was, like, scared of him. It was, uh, it gives me hope for this. I think this will be good. Also, I do think it will be good. I don't think it's going to be boring. I think it's going to be a pretty violent, action-packed show, um... And I, I, st- I still don't love Oscar Isaacs, and I don't think I'll love him after this show either. But I, I, I'm a Moon Knight fan. I think I'm going to like the show based on what we've seen. No, I am an Oscar Isaacs fan, so it's double well, awesome. Cool. I think that's our trailer roundup for now. And uh, I think from there we can go ahead and move into our, uh, our fresh takes for the uh, week. While we're on the th- uh, the topic of upcoming shows, um, we're the, not I don't... on the topic. I just I yeah. was just moving us away. Before we do, before we do, Drew. Before we do, 
You need to wait one more week. It's too no, late. but they just were talking about it. I'm so excited. Uh, Go uh, ahead, John. Go th- ahead. Thank you, Drew. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard uh, about the uh, the anime style Lord of the Rings movie that is being sh- made by Warner Brothers right now. Uh, War of the Rohirrim, I believe. Uh, obviously dealing with Rohan. And it's going to be, uh, I believe it's may- be made by... Uh, like an actual anime and um it's going to, it looks it sounds so cool on paper man it sounds so cool uh, I'm yeah, very excited. That, i did not know about that that does sound cool it's it, it, it has to do with something with uh like rights and stuff they're trying to make sure they keep the license because right now uh i think amazon is trying to get the rights to the original lord of the rings uh movies and even the animated content from like the 60s from warner brothers right now so uh, they're making this movie, and I'm very excited for it. Also, I feel like you know this episode we're recording it about a week in advance from when it'll be airing. So of course, in the week leading up to this episode dropping, they're probably gonna release the Black Panther two trailer, um, as well as the uh, Thor Love and Thunder trailer, and just every other big trailer of the year is absolutely going to come out in the next week, just because we recorded this episode in advance. You know who else released their trailer that's coming out later this year is the Orville, where we're finally getting season three of the Orville, and the trailer they released was pretty fire. Uh, I thought it was just going to be like a teaser of the ship flying around, but uh, it, it's good. It's good. You should check it out. Uh, I, I liked, I'm a big fan of the Orville. I'm ready to see more. And I initially heard they were going to put it on Disney plus, which I thought was a weird decision. Me too. And then when they showed this trailer, it said only on Hulu. Yeah. So they went back in uh, on their choice, which is the whole time I was like, your demographic is Hulu. What are you doing? It's a fucking bizarre decision. <laughs> I really but, didn't think we were going to get a season three, man. Uh, I right. I can't believe that Disney is paying Seth MacFarlane twice now. They're paying him to keep making Family Guy, which if you guys haven't been keeping up with Family Guy, they shit on Disney all the time now. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's, it's the first season that Disney took over. It's like Seth MacFarlane was trying to get fired. All the jokes were over the over. They were overboard. Seth MacFarlane uh, has made a career out of trying to get fired. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we're getting more Orville, and I I really think that the Orville isn't just some silly sci-fi comedy. Yeah. It might be it's better than the new Star Trek that's on right it now. It's is. better than Discovery. It's better than Discovery, and it's better than Picard. It is actually yeah, really enough. good sci-fi. Uh, it, it's it's not better than Mandalorian or no. Book of Boba, but it was better than the, the three Star Wars films. So, like, <laughs> it's one of the best sci-fi things on TV right now. I, it's pretty I really, good. Yeah, I, I really like got to recommend the Orville and keep your eyes peeled for season three coming out this year. Hell yeah. Well, perfect. Well, now, Jahan, thank you very much. Me? We can move on to our fresh takes. Yeah, you made you just added on all that 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 little detour there, but I'll I'll allow it this time. <laughs> I appreciate it, Drew. Thank you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'll I'll let's talk about some stuff we've been watching. Um, I'll go 
first with some movies because Jahan, you like six months ago or so watched The Green Knight. Mm-hmm. And I told you, oh, I'm definitely going to see it. And I bought it when it came out on 4K disc like a couple months ago. And it's still just been sitting on my shelf. And I finally watched it this week. And um, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that I understood all of the messages it was trying to put across. It seems like Me there's neither. a lot of- a lot of metaphors and things there about manhood and masculinity and like finding yourself. And I did enjoy all of that. And visually it's spectacular. Like mm. it is a feast for thine eyes. Um, <laughs> so I would say overall, I liked it a lot and I think I need to rewatch it again sometime in the future. Not immediately, so... now, but I did enjoy it. And I think that Dev Patel is very talented and he just hasn't he found he hasn't found like that big role yet that has put him over as as we would say in the wrestling world um he's been in a few big movies though i mean he's been he's been in stuff i mean he's you know he kind of came to uh i guess be more of a household name when slumdog millionaire came out yeah that was pretty big he was in that and then he was uh, Zuko in the terrible <laughs> Let's forget about that one. movie. Um, and he's been in a lot of stuff here and there, <laughs> but I just feel like he hasn't, you know, not that he needs to do like a big franchise thing. No. That's not what I'm saying. But seeing this, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's awesome. Um, I'd like to see him in more things. So the Green Knight, I feel like the first half of that movie fantastic spectacular uh it is a truly amazing fantasy uh movie um but like once they get to that house you know what i'm talking about that's where it, it for grinds me. to a halt man with the lord and the lady we get over there gary I'm just listening uh, i i i'm just taking it all in uh, <laughs> No, I'm totally Don't with you, Jahan. Uh, everything with the um, Barry Keegan, who's in Eternals and in a bunch of stuff, shows up early on as kind of like a uh, like a like a robber, I guess. Essentially, like that whole scene was good. That scene was good. With, with the uh, giant, the ghost, visually... uh, the ghost quest thing with the lake and the house. That was like a 10 out of 10 fantasy moment. 10 out of 10 fantasy quest. It was, was perfect. Cool. The giants were really cool. Giants and then cool. exactly the part that you are mentioning is where it kind of slowed to a halt for me. But then I thought it ended strong. It so, ended decently, but Jesus, man, I was in theaters and like that part just ground. Uh, it ground. It, it just destroyed it, man. It sucked. Uh, but yeah, it had potential. And I liked the Green Knight. Uh, the Green Knight itself was really cool conceptually. Agreed. And the, the sounds for his movements that sounded like branches and, and yeah, leaves. Gary would like the Green Knight. He's a big tree guy with an axe. I don't know I don't know anything about the Green Knight, so I'm just trying to pick up from context clues what the hell this movie is. And I guess it, I guess it, it I should have like prefaced. I would watch it and then turn it off when they got to the boring shit and go Yeah, the uh, so it is a like Camelot King Arthur Knights of the Round thing. Uh, in the beginning, uh, Patel's character uh, is aspiring 
Uh, and I believe he's actually related to the king. Um, yes, he's the nephew of the he's king. He's the nephew of the king. Um, and a green knight shows up and challenges uh, a warrior to a battle, right? This this fucking otherworldly fae creature walks into the hall while they're eating uh, and challenges someone to uh, a battle. Yeah, so this is... It's actually based on a 14th century poem. Yeah. So it's like, could be adapted in so many different ways. And yeah, to Jahan's point, it's Dev Patel plays the the nephew of the king who just is kind of a lazy guy. Like, he doesn't have any (laughs) stories to to claim to fame. He spends his time drinking and, um, and... smashing his girl in the brothels and such and you know he doesn't have any of those tales like many knights have and so um this the green knight enters and and issues a challenge and he decides to step up to the plate and then this kind of leads him on an adventure later on uh with a lot of ups and downs but the fight itself uh it plays a lot it has a lot of fey logic and rules to it uh, which I really appreciated. I felt because, like, I'm very particular with my with my Fey lore. Uh, they have to be a sp- uh, they have to be right. You know what I mean? Otherwise, it's just stupid. Uh, otherwise, they're just like glitter bombs. You know? Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. It's very good. That part is very good. It gave me hope for the movie. I really thought it was going to be good. There's just this one part where it just stops moving. It's it's a maybe a little too long. It runs like yes. an hour, or excuse me, like two hours and ten minutes long. And if they could have cut like twenty to thirty minutes off of it, I think I probably would have enjoyed it more overall. Um, but I still think it looks very pretty. I thought it was good. It's not something I would recommend to everyone because I just think that th- I think that there are people that could see this and say, I don't know what just happened. I hate it. Um, but that was not <laughs> the case for me. I liked it, but maybe I, I wouldn't say I loved it, but I yeah. liked it a lot. I like parts um, of it. I appreciate parts of it. Visually, some of it was beautiful. Uh, is truly. the Green Knight streaming anywhere right now? I know you said you watched it on Blu-ray, I, and John saw it in theaters think, months ago. I don't think it is yet. Um, I'll look into it for you, though, and try and find it for you. Yeah, once it's streaming somewhere, I'll... I'll <laughs> John did part one, Drew did part two, and I'll, I'll do part three whenever it's streaming. <laughs> I'll give you my review. Yeah, so there you go. It's okay. Um, They'll give our new listeners something to to hear, you know. A couple other movies that I'll go over really quick because they're they're random and old. Um, I watched Insomnia, which is a 2002 movie directed by Christopher Nolan. And I watched this because it's actually the only Christopher Nolan movie that I hadn't seen. Um, It came out... This is the movie he did before he got to do Batman Begins. So he did... A movie called Following, and then he did Memento, and then he did Insomnia, and then Batman Begins. And Insomnia's got Al Pacino, and he's investigating a murder in Alaska. And he can't and sleep. The, the, yeah, and he, he, he loses sleep when he's in Alaska because there's no nighttime. Doesn't It doesn't get dark at night. And uh, Robin Williams plays the kind of malevolent uh, potential murderer in, in the movie. And so it's a lot about their kind of cat and mouse... Um, game and Pacino's kind of a dirty cop, but uh, it's actually really good. It's it sounds 20, pretty good. Twenty years it old, does you know, <laughs> from two thousand two. Um, but it, you know, Nolan's a solid director. He wasn't on, you know, 
Inception levels yet, like he eventually gets to, but uh, it's a pretty solid crime thriller. Um, and it was w- during that time where Robin Williams was kind of trying to take darker roles and I think changed his... He, you know, he obviously had his dirty stand-up, but was doing a lot of family-friendly movies, and this was one where he got to play kind of the bad guy, and it was, you know, an interesting point in his career back then. I think Robin Williams is probably one of the greatest living actors of our time, and rest in peace. Yeah, yeah he, he's very good in it. Um, Hilary Swank is also in this movie as one of the Alaskan cops that works with or detectives that works with Pacino don't forget Um, guys even if you're a great comedian and a great actor you gotta worry about your mental health mental health awareness you gotta worry about your brain you're awesome and we love you and if you have trouble call the suicide hotline because we love you so moving on to I after the book of Boba Fett ended you know, obviously there are some things in there that lent itself to the animated Star Wars <laughs> world that's out there. So I thought maybe I'll give this a try again. And I started off by watching the Clone Wars movie that was in theaters back in, I think, 2008. That basically was just a few episodes of the animated show combined into a movie that's got... Um, Anakin meeting Ahsoka for the first time yeah. as his Padawan and then going to save Jabba the Hutt's little baby hut Hutling. And uh, I watched this and it's fine. It's just, you know, I know this was early Clone yeah. Wars. A lot of people say the first few seasons of Clone Wars are a slog to get through. And once you get through about the first three seasons that the show gets really good. And I think I'm going to give it a shot as a Star Wars fan to maybe try to get through some of this. There's a lot of watch lists online on Reddit and such where it instructs you instructs you on the episodes to watch and the ones you can skip to get through it faster and yeah. see the important storylines. I'm kind of too OCD, I think, to do that. Like, I am a completionist, Same. so... I have to see it all. Uh, so I, I watched with... all of Naruto. I know what you mean. There's and a I, lot. There's some cool parts in this movie, but there's a lot of just noise and things happening, and it's kind of kitty. And uh, I also haven't been able to get through it. I watched. Uh, I've, I've tried a couple times. Uh, I have seen some of the episodes really good, even in the earlier seasons. Um, and the lore is where I. That's that's what I want to see. You know what I mean? Uh, I hear I I'm hoping that the other I like the other one better. What is it? Uh, Legends or you know what I'm talking about? There's another animated show. Uh, Rebels. Is yeah, Rebels one? is supposed to be really good. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, so, I I would also like to get through this show. I feel I like. hate to but... dogpile on, but I also started to try to watch Clone Wars, and one of my complaints was the the pacing. I thought was really really disjointed. Uh, it feels like you just go from scene to scene to scene to scene to scene to scene. And I'm just like, holy fuck, bro. Like, chill out. Yeah. And That's a uh, good way to put it. And this movie very much felt that way. And like I said, it's it basically was just four episodes or so put together to make into a movie leading into the actual animated series. And yeah, it had that exact same feeling. Ba boom, ba boom, ba boom. Now there are some cool little set pieces in it and stuff, but it's still I mean, it's just like Maybe shoulder I'll shrug, just... I guess that's my response. I really like Ahsoka, so I, I really want to try, you know. Maybe I'll just, like, jump into season four or season five, and if it's good, then I'll go back and start watching it. If it's not, if even season four or five don't hold me, then maybe it's not worth the effort. 
If I had a Padawan that called me Sky Guy all the time, I would turn to the dark side too. <laughs> that's so fair. Thanks there, Sky Guy. Yeah, that's pretty cringy. But that being said, uh, I'm uh, my you know, this is kind of a perfect show for me. <laughs> I'm gonna keep on with it despite this middling review, only because I have a two year old daughter. I spend a lot of time with her on the weekends and you know, I can't really watch the shows that I want to watch anymore because she's at an, at an age where she absorbs everything. And so I can't watch adult stuff around her because she will repeat it and view it. And so this is something that I can watch, you know, an animated Star Wars show is something I can throw on. Uh, so that's kind of it gives me something to watch at those moments with her, which I know a long time ago we talked about Adventure Time. And I actually watched <laughs> uh, at least one more Adventure Time over this past weekend because like, I haven't watched it in a while. I'll throw one on. So there you go. But uh, so, so I'll stick with it. I'll, I'll report in more of the future about this. Man, now I want to watch Adventure Time. But Jahan, I saw I have been singing the praises of Yellow Jackets for a while and how much I loved it. And uh, I know you finally watched some of it. So I want to hear. I watched it. the first episode, man. That show's fucked up. The show's fucked up. Uh, <laughs> I, I like it a lot. Um, uh, you know, bunch of. I don't know. It's it's got that real. It, they really touch that '90s man. They really touch it. Uh, the nostalgia almost makes me sick. You know, the soundtrack alone brings back like weird memories that I thought I'd you know forgotten of like being in people's cars that I don't even know anymore. And then uh, yeah, I think it's. I don't know where it's going, man. Uh, they had they they uh, the 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 present day stuff. Like man. I really don't know what's going on there. Uh, there's a whole thing happening. It's really interesting. It's very. It seems like it's very complex. Uh, the the second time, maybe third time, we talked about Yellow Jackets. Isn't this the one with the team and the crash? Yeah, Yellow Jackets. So Yellow Jackets. Yeah, uh, they are a championship uh, girls soccer team, and they are on their way uh, to like nationals or something like that. Uh, and they crash in the wilderness, right? Uh, you get a, the first episode deals with like the time leading up to the plane. Uh, and it, you know, obviously it ends at the crash. Um, but during that, they flash forward to present day. You see them as adults. You see some of them as adults. You don't know who lives and dies. You know, you only see some of the characters. Um, and it flashes between a few of their present day lives. And then it also, during those scenes, flashes back to post-crash stuff. Uh, and it's pretty fucked up, man. Some fucked up stuff happens. Uh, it's dark in just the right way. Uh, strong female cast. Uh, I love to see... Uh, and all female cast is really cool, man. And it's just... Uh, it, I like it. I want to keep watching it. And, and again, it's one of those shows where a lot of the the cast I've seen popping up other places like one of the girls um that's one of the the that plays one of the the young versions of the girls was in the book of boba fett as part of the the, the mods of, yeah the mods um another one of the girls was in the most recent scream movie that just came out and so it's kind of fun seeing those uh young actresses popping up in other stuff and i think that it's this show that's kind of giving them some cred 
moving forward to appear in other things. Yeah, beyond beyond the subject matter and the the quality of story and like the 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 cool. It's just it's very uh, creative. It's very. It's not something I've really seen. I've seen like variations of this, but it is unique. Uh, it's not like everything else you see. But in addition to that, uh, very diverse cast of seemingly decent uh, actresses, and yeah, I, I I also say check this check this show out. But trigger warning: it it's very it can be very fucking graphic in a way. I don't have I don't have a lot of triggers like that. Like you know, I don't I don't have PTSD or anything. Uh, it, it, some of it, man. Like there's this one scene uh, that I was like, oh my god! Like kind of made me sick. Kind of made me sick. Uh, they showed damage to a body that I I could have lived without seeing. Uh, yeah, yeah, that stuff. That stuff is absolutely a trigger warning for me. Yeah, I could, I could, I could have done without seeing that. Yeah. It was very realistic. You've yeah, just seen the first episode, episode, right, John? Yeah, I'm talking about the the pit. I don't know if you remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's that, how the show opens, dude. That's like, yeah, it's an early scene, and it it was it. I was like, damn, that's fucked yeah. up. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, it's a good show. Definitely watch it. Trigger warning. Watch out. Yeah, I think the biggest barrier to entry here is that it's on Showtime. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people are watching stuff on Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, and maybe don't have a Showtime subscription. You can watch any way the you can get, like, first a free trial or something. Uh, you can watch the first episode on Apple TV, I believe, for free. Oh, cool. Okay, that's very cool. FYI. Good to know. Only the first episode, though, I think. Uh, but yeah, and then you watched something else, huh? I have one other thing I watched, and then I'll hand it over to you for some video game talk. And uh, I have watched all the episodes that are available so far of How I Met Your Father, which oh, is the God, sitcom. Why, huh? <laughs> why did you do that to yourself? Why? Gary's being I... a lot less polite about what I'm thinking, but yes. <laughs> I was a big fan of How I Met Your Mother. Oh, um, my God. Why? No. <laughs> Oh, it was the the first few seasons of that show were so good. It didn't end as strong as it started, but I used to be a, a defender of the the finale more so than others. But I I liked that show, and I liked um, Jason Segel and Allison Hannigan in particular, who played Marshall and Lily on it. So I just I just have a lot of good Fair. memories of the show, and I um, not to get too much into it, but. Hillary Duff was supposed to make a Lizzie McGuire, you know, reboot sequel series for Disney Plus that was Lizzie McGuire as an adult. And for me, as somebody that grew up watching Disney, I saw a lot of Lizzie McGuire when I was younger, so I was interested to see that happen. However, that show got canned. Um, they had announced they were making it. I think they had started to work on some pre-production, and then they just couldn't get it right, and so Disney scrapped it, and they said, we're not doing this. So Hilary Duff went, and this is what she signed on to after the fact. So, uh, has signed on to How I Met Your Father, and I was curious, and I jumped into it, and here's the thing that's super strange about watching this show, is we're in this age now of prestige tv where there's all these amazing series that are streaming on every platform that are just high quality and have great stories and are are just you know crazy good production value 
I don't watch very many shows on network TV these days. Yeah. And sitcoms and things like that used to be super popular, like The Big Bang Theory and mm-hmm. Two and a Half Men and and How I Met Your Mother. Those sitcoms in the age of of primetime, you know, network TV. You know, when you watch a sitcom now, a new one. Now, granted, this is a Hulu original, so you can watch this exclusively on Hulu. But when you watch that format now in the age of prestige TV, it just feels so weird. The laughter acts and things. <laughs> I can watch old reruns of Friends and whatever. Yeah. Fine. You know, it, it's a product of its time. You're used to it. But when you're watching a modern version, there's just something about it that feels awkward and forced and strange. And it you really. It feels so cringy. Yes, it really is. And you have to get past that. The first few episodes of this show, um, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say the show is good. It's not, um, <laughs> but it's something <laughs> that my wife and I can throw on for a 20 minute episode when we're in bed about to go to sleep when we're not quite ready to go to sleep yet. You know, it's like it's like that kind of show. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody as far as quality goes, but. I guess if you're really wanting a modern day sitcom, this is one you can watch, but man, does it feel weird. And it tries <laughs> to do the same setup that How I Met Your Mother did, where, you know, How I Met Your Mother was was the voice of Bob Saget, rest in peace, you know, explaining to his kids the story of how I how I met their mother. Um, this tries to do the same thing with Kim Cattrall, you know, doing the same, but it's in the future. It's of her doing that so it's all like future tech of her it's and it's awful <laughs> that's it's terrible. weird it's terrible 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 it's awful i didn't expect you to say that that's fucking weird that's it's cool very weird every time an episode starts and i see that setup i like want to turn it off immediately her but if you power department with her clear touch screens and stuff uh, yeah, it's bro, bad it's, it's, it's bad. so bad and Drew, for you to sit here and tell us that every beginning of every episode, it, it, you want to fucking turn it off because of how terrible it is. And you have to stomach getting through three entire episodes of laugh tracks and <laughs> shitty sets before you can start to barely appreciate this train wreck is not a good review. <laughs> no, it's a great review. I agree. It's it's total like Stockholm syndrome in a sense, and like I just have been powering through. Yeah. And you start to you start to see some charming bits from characters as you go on. But man, I I can't sit here and recommend it at all. I don't know why I've been watching it, but I I've actually been putting off talking about it on the podcast. Like I've had it on the list for the from embarrassment. And then I delete it. I'm like, nah, I'm not ready to shit on this show yet. And I finally felt like this was the time to do it. So there it is. Uh, don't worry about it. I also, I also like sitcoms. Uh, I don't know why I grew up with them too. You know, fucking uh, Tool Time and uh, Friends and all that stuff was on TV all the time. And, you know, Big Bang Theory even more recently. You know, I like that show. Uh, I actually and I do not like sitcoms, but I did like How I Met Your Mother a yeah. whole lot. I, I very much liked that. And so I tried to watch How I Met Your Father, and it is just fucking bad. <laughs> it's just bad. It's just bad. That's <laughs> a bummer. I was happy that <laughs> Hillary Duff was working again. Uh, maybe she... I, I don't think this is going to kill her career or anything, but this is not a project she should have signed on to. 
but shit, her agent should have told her not to sign. Well, I mean, she, too. like, hasn't worked since, like, a long time. She, like, dropped out of acting to be, like, a mom or something. Uh, but, yeah. It is what yeah, it is. Cringe, How I Met Your Father. The cringe. Sucks. The cringe in the pilot alone is hard to power through. And maybe I'll come back and be like, guys, I swear, season three, this show is great. But I just don't, you know, when we get there. But You're going to keep watching. Probably so. Ah, uh, Drew, you're you're great. Anyway, uh, so Jahan, you had some video game stuff you wanted to talk about. Yeah, we're gonna move on to some video game stuff. I will. So this first one, uh, I will be talking about probably more than just this one time because I did not get to play very much. Uh, but I played it way more than I meant to today when I was supposed to be doing my homework. Um, I started playing the prologue of Total War, uh, Warhammer 3 on the PC. I started playing the prologue. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. Um, so it's free on Game Pass. If you have Xbox Game Pass, it is free to play on PC. So it's on the PC Game Pass, um, which you can't beat that deal. Uh, but also, you know, it's out on Steam, everywhere else on computer. It's just going to cost you 60 bucks, or you could pay... Like, what, 12 a month? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, just go do that. You can get Xbox Game Pass even if you don't have an Xbox as long as you have a PC. But anyways, Xbox Game Pass rules. This game, I've been waiting for it, man. I've been waiting for it and waiting for it. I'm a huge... I, I, I'm i sure I've mentioned before, I'm a huge Warhammer guy. I love the lore. I love all the games. I've been playing them since I was, like, 12. Uh, I even love the, the fantasy. This was fun, man. Uh, as a fan of the lore, the prologue... Uh, picks up in Kilsiv, uh, which is they're the the northernmost uh, civilized humans that live up there uh, on the border between the civilized world and the chaos wastes where the 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 powers of the dark gods reside and where a portal to the other side exists. Um, <clears throat> you get to play as them, uh, trying to to move north through the lands of chaos right now i'm dealing with zinch the changer of ways uh i feel like they cleaned up a lot of stuff since the first game because i played the first one haven't played the second one but now i'm playing the third one um because i didn't have a computer for a little bit but uh i feel like they they really fix a lot of the it's more intuitive now it's a little bit a little bit more streamlined for sure uh, the combat is pretty intense, man. Like, it's not like, oh my god, what's happening? It's, like, you can pause it, whatever. It is a strategy game. Um, but when you break it down, when you're actually in a battle, it's real-time. It's a real-time strategy game in combat, but it's a turn-based when you're in the world dealing with your resources and all that stuff. Um, and then you can go in army. You can, obviously, you can uh, auto-resolve combat, and it'll usually give you a preview of if you're going to win or not. But you have heroes that you can level up uh, that can lead your troops. Uh, and that includes, like, uh, wizards, uh, warriors, and, like, priests and stuff that can lead your troops, uh, hero units. And then, right now, I'm just playing the Kislev. But I believe you can play as, like, all the powers of chaos. Right? I believe you can do the Zinch army, Nurgle army, Slanesh, uh, Korn fucking all that shit you could probably also play i would imagine uh the empire who's like the more traditional human armies um i'm hoping you could play as like the orcs 
I would love you to be able to play as a Skaven. I doubt you can. Uh, I would also love to be able to play as a Vampire Count or um, the Lizardmen. But I doubt you could do those either. Uh, Dark Elves would be cool. I want to play as everything. Uh, I know I was messaging you guys while I was playing this. This game's it, man. This game's got the grease. It is... If you like strategy games, if you like Total War, fucking get it, man. Uh, if you never tried it, try it. You know what I mean? Uh, seriously, go go get a free trial of Xbox Game Pass, which you can do. Download this game and fucking try it. You might like it. Um, and if you're a strategy game person, absolutely give it a shot. Uh, I know, Drew, you said that you wanted to play, uh, but doubted if your computer could handle it. I don't know. Maybe you can. Uh, I mean, you have Xbox Game Pass. Doesn't You could try. Um, and I know Gary downloaded it. So... Yes. It is multiplayer. You can't play. I don't know if it's co-op. I think that we're probably it's probably versus, but I am excited to try playing this with a friend. Uh, I fucking love it, man. It exceeded expectations. It's very fun. Uh, and then the uh, the next the only other like game thing I have uh, that I wanted to talk about. I I picked up the Nintendo expansion pass. Uh, I, oh, man, it's funny you say that. I was literally sitting on the screen the other day on my Switch, looking at it and considering hitting purchase, to mainly to dive into some of the N64 stuff. Yeah, so uh, uh, I am a, like, a little disappointed in the N64 content. It's not as many games or specifically the ones I want necessarily. I know Majora's Mask is coming. Uh, that's my favorite Zelda game, I, I, I'm pretty sure. Um but they do have Ocarina of Time. They have Paper Mario, which I had never played before. Uh, and I did not realize was a turn-based RPG-style game. Uh, it rules. Didn't fucking realize that. I'm going to... Man, because Super Mario RPG is one of my all-time favorite games. Period. Hands down. It was fantastic. Um, and apparently, the, the guy that made it is talking about potentially making a second one as his last game he's ever going to make. So, ah, I'm losing my mind. But... Uh, the expansion pass is cool. The, the thing that really cinched it for me is they finally, I talked about it, I think, two podcasts ago. They finally answered a question I had. They call it the expansion pass. They it came with a happy home decorator for Animal Crossing. You know, uh, Jenny really likes Animal Crossing. It's really cool for her. Uh, but I was like, are they going to continue to give you expansions? And the answer is yes. You are going to continually get free expansions with this service, which I think is a cool thing to do. They give you a bunch of virtual console, uh, and this one includes Sega. The Sega collection is very good. Uh, the Sega collection, I, I liked a lot. There's like Altered Beast, there's some Castlevania that I was given a try. Uh, it was pretty fun. Uh, I don't know. I actually really liked the, the Sega collection, and also you still get the Super Nintendo and the NES stuff, uh, but yeah, you're gonna get the expansion pass for Mario Kart. Uh, with 48 new Mario Kart maps. Uh, 48. Wow. 48. Whole game. Yeah, I think it's more than the base game. I don't actually know. Uh, probably not, but it is, it's damn well, near. Most of the old Mario Kart games had like four or six cups, and each one of those cups had four races. So you're looking at 24 races in each game. This, this so, one has eight cups, I believe. So that's what. So it's a massive. That's huge. That's, yeah, that's, that's more than double. Yeah. yeah, that's great. No, so I, I've been, I have been recently. I was like, man, I really want some new Mario Kart maps. I fucking love Mario Kart. I love Mario Kart Eight. 
48 maps is big news for me, man. And it's included with this pass that gives you everything else. So, honestly, it was worth the buy, man. I, I feel like it was worth it for me. Uh, if you don't like retro games, Gary, uh, if you don't like that kind of stuff, it's probably not the best buy for you. Maybe just buy the expansions. But the expan it almost pays for itself, man. It, even Especially if you get the family plan. Uh, it's like $80 for up to eight people on your family plan. Uh, what? That's horrible. What do you mean? The, you know how I feel about retro gaming. It's just a Raspberry Pi. It's just an <laughs> emulator. And paying $80 so that eight or ten people can have access. $80 a year. Okay, okay. That's better. $80 a uh, year. That's much. Yeah, not, not a month. That would yeah, be insane. I'm like, bro, I'm going to die. Like, no, so... <laughs> Let me break it down real quick, just so there's no misconception. Eighty dollars a year gets eight people. Uh, Nintendo, uh, NES, Super NES, uh, N64, and Sega Virtual Consoles, and every single person on that plan gets all these expansions, and they all get access to Switch Online and multiplayer. Uh, so that's eighty dollars a year for AP. That's ten dollars a person per year. Uh, it's a good, good fucking deal, honestly. That when you when you look at it that way. You and Kyle and Rachel and Jenny and Drew, everyone, all of you should get together and get a family plan. That way, you're only paying ten dollars for that. And it's something you could do. Uh, it's it's a good deal. That would be the way to do that. I think is to get a whole group of people to pitch in ten dollars one time, and you're you're squared off for a whole year. See me, a lot of people in my actual like immediate family have switches. And so, like, uh, we you we, actually have a family for I, your family. Yeah, I actually have uh, a bunch of people on it already. Uh, my brother, my brother-in-law, my cousin, and Jenny. Yeah, yeah John, so. Well, some of us have to choose our friends as family <laughs> because our family doesn't play video games. I have cool family. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's all I have to say. Nintendo Expansion Pass, surprisingly, a good value. Honestly. Um, and there is a final thing uh, that I have to talk about. Uh, so, friend of Fresh Out the Box, uh, Dungeon Mr. Ty over at AdventureSlang.com. Uh, that's Adventure S L A N G dot com uh, is dropping a hot, fresh um, Kickstarter coming up in about a month, uh, and I'll talk more about it when it happens. Uh, it is a fantasy setting. It looks really cool. Uh, it is called. Uh, Neo Varden, uh, and from what I know about it, it, it sounds really cool. This website, you should check it out, adventureslang.com. You can sign up for Kickstarter updates, uh, and he is a friend. And so, you know, if you can, like, just go to the page, uh, sign up for updates to help the traffic, or, uh, you know, when it comes out, maybe pledge like a dollar or something just to help out. Uh we got to support these indie developers and hopefully we're going to have him on the show. He said he already offered. He's going to run uh, me and Gary and probably a few other of our cast members through it's a D8 this game. game. Isn't it? Or is it a D four game? It might be a D eight game. Yeah. I remember reading somewhere that it was, uh, I think it's a D eight fantasy tabletop role-playing game. Uh, but he has been using it as his home system now for a little while. They've been making fine touches on it. So, uh, and, and Ty is, he, he lives in Utah, he's a college professor, uh, he teaches literature, he's just super smart, very kind. Uh, he's a really he's nice probably, guy. He's probably in his mid-50s and he's been playing since Dungeons & Dragons, like, second edition. And so, I'm, I'd love to see his game, you know, he's someone who's been gaming his entire life, uh, and he's 
he knows what he's doing and couldn't be a better guy. So I, I, I'm I'm ready to see his project. Me too. Uh, so yeah, check it out. Uh, New Varden coming out on Kickstarter, uh, I believe, on in March. So we'll I'll talk more about it the closer we get to that, and we will be playing it on Fresh Out the Box, which is our actual play uh, streaming on Johanan Slat or Twitch TV. Uh, slash Shahananan and Facebook and YouTube. So you, you'll be able to see that live one of these days. But that's that's all I have. It's all my game news. Cool. Gary, did you have anything else? No. I I I don't yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> did, I, did I tell you I got a I got a bed for my birthday? <gasps> what? You did not yeah, tell that's we nice. We I like sleeping. We were sleeping on an air mattress for a couple of days, and uh, that was rough. So we have, for the first time in our life, we now have a king-size bed. We've always been on a queen. And i got to tell you, the king-size life is something else completely. I, oh, oh, baby. I might have to give you some <laughs> of that, man. Oh, yeah, you do. Sounds oh, good. Uh, I don't even know what it is. You just lay in bed smiling like, look at all this bed. There's <laughs> <It's just> something <laughs> magic about it. I I have a king size bed and have had one for a while now and I could not imagine going back. So <laughs> I could do with a little more room. I feel if I in my bed, so I might have to do that one day. Uh, but yeah, so that's so I've got king size mattresses are certified fresh. <laughs> so that's sure. that's all we got this week. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I am Jahananan. The board game guru and game master extraordinaire at Rock Fact on Twitter at Johanan on one on TikTok, and coming to, from at you from you now to you now from New Mexico. That's what I've been trying to say. I'm not from where I'm from anymore. Uh, I'm Casualty CDG, and you can find me at Casualty CDG on all the social medias. Come watch Johan and I play games on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays from eight until eleven. Uh, and you know, we also talk to people in the gaming industry. We talk to board game designers. We play board games. So, uh, if you like gaming as a hobby, uh, tabletop gaming, then you like me and Johanna. We like you too. And I am Drew Munhausen. You can find me at Drew Munhausen on Twitter and streaming with these guys every other weekend, doing fresh out the podcast. This has been episode thirty-four. A fresh out the podcast, and we will catch you all next time. Stay fresh, everybody. Have a good night. <laughs>